George Markowski, live in the Australian Property Investors. Hello and welcome. Good to see you. Today we're going to talk about disadvantages of owning your own home. So the number one disadvantage, like normally, you know, you know me, I'd be talking about the advantages of investing in property. However, I think a lot of times people don't talk about disadvantages. There are a few disadvantages and there's nothing that's a perfect investment and I really think it's important to know the disadvantages so that way you can weigh it up and see if your property's for you. So number one disadvantage is the high cost. Properties aren't cheap. So there's a massive um, investment to get into property. So it's not easy to get in and out of. So basically what happens is, one, if you want to buy a property, you need to save up, get a loan or get equity. There's actually nine different ways of doing this and I've got a training uh, about this. But the challenge is it's not easy to get involved in property. It's hard. So there's a bit of a barrier. There's actually a high barrier to entry and that's why there's not a lot of property investors. So that's one disadvantage, right? So they're not very liquid. So for example, if you've got a stock, so um, if you've got stocks and shares, you can just go to your broker and sell them. If you want to sell a property, you need to get a real estate agent. You probably need to work out what you're doing with your tenant. There's a lot of things. It's quite a bit of a challenge. So they're not easy to buy or sell. Look how good you look in this camera. I look better than the other camera. High five. Hey. Yes. I've just got myself a new Sony something. It looks, it looks like you're tanned up here. Absolutely. You've got like a tanning bed up here, the tanning lights. I look like going down there, I've gone all white. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> so the fact of it is, that's the liquidity. So it's very difficult to buy and sell property. Correct. It's not easy. Not like shares. Look, put it this way. The, the most liquid thing you can have is cash underneath your mattress. That's right. You don't even have to go to the bank. You stick your hand underneath your mattress, grab it, and you can just do what you need That's to do. That's it. Right? But um, with, um, with money on your mattress, you're not going to make a lot of money. No, and it's sitting there with inflation. It's just you're losing its value every day. And we're going to talk about that later, but today we're going to do it. So the high cost, you can't buy land for $100. No. Unless you go to the metaverse, even in the metaverse you can't now, they cost millions of dollars, they're crazy. That's it. Next challenge is maintenance, right? So when you buy shares, you don't need maintenance. That's right. But with a property, you're gonna need maintenance. Things are gonna go wrong. But see, I could say at the end of the day, if you don't know much about shares, you've gotta do your research. Wouldn't that be like maintenance? No, no, it's different, it's different. It is different? But, but yeah, because I'm trying to find all the good reasons not to invest in property. Okay. I want to play devil's advocate right, because beautiful. at the end of the day, look, everyone knows me as the property guy. Yes. Property guru, the um, leading, Australia's leading authority on property. Correct. But the fact of it is, I really want to play devil's advocate and play on the other team just for a brief moment. Yep. Right? Just so you, to see what it feels like. Right? Because if anyone can think of other disadvantages, please type in the chat and interact with me, please. Because... I haven't used this platform before like this, so. No, this is all very like, new to us. I am like moment. a robot. I am nervous of doing this. Do I sound normal? <laughs> anyway, uh, not really. Okay. So next. Possible liability. Right, so if you own a property and people get hurt in your property, if you got in, you're not insured, you could be in trouble. Right. Correct. The other thing is, the one really thing, the big thing that most people are worried about, and this is a big one, is the te the tenants from hell. Oh, the tenants from hell are the worst because sometimes if you get the wrong tenant, 
right? You're going to have a lot of problems. And I've heard some real horror oh, stories. I'll tell you, um, we worked at the home show one year when we were running a stand for positive property. There was people lining up just wanting to vent about their horror stories. And a lot of them were tenants from hell. That's right, exactly. So there's other thing as well, and there could be some hidden problems. When you're buying a problem, when you're buying a problem, when you're buying a property, property. when you're buying a property, if you don't do the drug due diligence, there could be some hidden problems. You might be buying in a one horse town that's about to go broke. Yes. You might be buying on an area that's on top of some uh, waste dump. There could be tenants, there could be some tenants, not tenants, termites. Termites. Um, some toxicity, maybe um, they haven't got all the planning approvals. There could be a lot of things that might sink in a sump hole. All sorts of stuff like that can happen, right? So the hidden problems. And with, I guess with the maintenance, you've got ongoing additional extra costs, right? But also, one with property, because they're so hard to get into and it costs money, you're not going to buy a lot and you've got the possibility of having all your eggs in one basket. And the challenge is if you don't diversify, you've got all your property in one area, that could be a problem as well. Absolutely. Eggs in one basket. Yep, exactly. And another real big problem, and this is the main one. See, the funny thing is, all the problems end up becoming one real challenge, and that's cash flow. Yeah, that's absolutely. The so what happens is, when you're not sure about maintenance, when you've got possible liabilities, when you've got uh, problematic tenants, when, it's, when you've got hidden associated problems, all your eggs in one basket, additional costs, all of that really comes down to not having the right cash flow and having challenges. That's it. Right? So getting a, getting a property, there's a lot of disadvantages. But the other thing is getting the wrong property, there's a lot more disadvantages. It's terrible. And, it. and the fact of it is, if you don't get the cash flow right with a property, then as soon as interest rates go up, or the market tightens, just like what's happening right at the moment, guess what could happen? It could knock you for a six and knock you right out of the market. That's right. And that can happen to a property. And that's the big disadvantage of property. That's right. So how do we overcome these disadvantages? That's the question. Is that what you're saying, guys? Hello? Yes. Can we yes. Get, can and we get uh, Stacey, some... you're getting some great ideas. You need a lot of information. You need hard to get. You can lose money if you don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. Buying the wrong place. There's a lot of stuff like that. So the number one thing that you need to get right for your property is the cash flow. That's it. You get the cash flow right, even if things um, slow down or things are tough, and you know, especially now what's happening with a lot of things, if you get your cash flow right, then guess what? That's going to keep you safe. Absolutely. Because if you can afford that, you get it right, that's right. So guess what I'm doing, guys, tonight? I'm giving away my cash flow calculator. Yay! Woohoo! You know what this means? Yeah, what, what language is that? Excited. Inside language. Excited. <laughs> right? I love it. So, guys, what I'm doing tonight is I'm giving away my cash flow calculator. So, if you're on the podcast, um, there's going to be a link in the description. Click on the link that will take you through to the cash flow calculator. If you watch me on Facebook or other social media, please type in hashtag cash flow and I'm going to give you my cash flow calculator. Hashtag cash flow. Get in there, guys. Because look, if you're whether you're thinking of getting investing or you're an investor yourself, that is really a major tool. Well, if you already got investment, you definitely need this. Definitely need it. But the thing is, normally I'd be charging over six hundred dollars for a tool like this, but I'm giving it away because at the moment a lot's happening, and I want to talk about what's happening in the market at the moment. There's a lot going on. 
And plus, you're a giver, George. You like to give out a lot of stuff. Absolutely. But what, what's, going, what's going on at the moment? I don't know if it was in the news. Apparently, Metricon, the biggest builder of detached dwellings in the whole of Australia, could be going broke. Yeah. It's right? pretty sad. Now, what the, sad, the real sad part is, sad according part. to the news, the sad part is the owner actually committed suicide. So I really feel wow. for the families, friends, and everyone else. You know what I mean? Very sad when that happens. And it's not confirmed, but that's what they're saying. And that could be related to the money problems. Um, the owner was actually, um, he's worth, a, over, worth over $100 million. Wow. Right? He started it back in 1976. He's uh, an Italian guy, Italian immigrant. He worked hard and built an amazing business and employed over 2,500 people. Like, he's done some amazing stuff. Yeah, And wow. when things like this happen, it's very sad. It is sad. You think with a guy that earned that so much money, if a business kind of went a bit bust. Well, I don't know if you remember during Black Monday back in the 80s, oh, look. when the stock market crashed, what a lot of people did is they actually, they looked at their computer, they got up, walked to the balcony, balcony. and just jumped Boom. off and killed themselves. Totally sad. Yes. Now, I remember when COVID hit, and we had a lot of clients quitting, and everything was happening, and I was thinking, what's going on here? It's crazy times. And I thought, you know what? I'll just have a, not, I'll start drinking some of my nice penfolds <laughs> and work it out. Pull out the good stuff, get stuck into it. That's what you want. Well, look. It's times <laughs> like this when tough times are tough, where we've got to get back to our values mm -hmm. and work out what's important. Yeah, absolutely. And really follow that because this is the sort of times where, you know, the tough get going or in tough times. Yeah, exactly. Right? And at the moment, you know, with interest rates going up and other things like that, it could be challenging. Now, we've got an election coming up. I know, this Saturday. You've got to get out there and okay, vote. Okay, so kids. do you want to hear my prediction of what will happen to the Ooh. property market? Yes. Okay, so you've got one group. The coalition. They're yes. offering take money out of super. Yes. To invest in property. Yes. And then you've got Labor who want to help you get a deposit and own part of the equity to help you get in the property. Yes. Now, how is this going to affect the property market if Liberal Labor get in? And is it going to help the average Australian? That's the real question. And this is what I, I want to give you the answer. Because the whole point is when you put your investor hat on and you put the numbers on, that's the most important thing. Right? Absolutely. And unfortunately, you know, you've got all these political parties out there. You've got, um, what's that Clive Palmer party? Um, one Nation. No, that's, no, no, that's, that's the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Clive Palmer, I forgot what they're called now, but um, he was saying that he's going to keep interest rates low. Yes. Um, um, for people's mortgages. Yes. Which is impossible because you just can't do that. Right? That's not going to help. Some very empty, shallow so, promises So the, cha there. the challenge is, um, and this is the challenge, you look at, you know, Clive Palmer, you look at Liberals and Labor, that's the ones that I've seen. And I could imagine the Greens probably got even less idea. Um, when it comes to economic fiscal policy, um, I am wearing my investor hat. Exactly. Thank yes. you. Yeah, I am wearing, exactly. <laughs> well, when it comes to fiscal policy... Australia right, first. That's what it is. Right, there you go. Uh -huh. when, you, when it comes to fiscal policy, a lot of them just don't have an idea of how it works. Now, I understand the property market probably better than anyone. In Australia, because sure. that's what I do. That's hey, my, you've been that's living and breathing it. It's that's not, right. And you know, you've been doing it for a very, very long time. And this is the challenge, and this is what the political parties are missing. The big problem, the big challenge with property prices at the moment and why they're going up is because we've got a lack of properties. Mm. And until you fix that problem, 
we're going to have that problem, right? Now, giving money to first homeowners, letting people use their super or trying to cap interest rates doesn't solve the problem <laughs> because it's a bit like, um, you know, if you don't look at the, you can't, you can't fix the problem by fixing something different. That's right, absolutely. Right? So if you try to fix interest rates lower, yep. what's that going to do to property prices? It's going to artificially push them up again. Correct, it? absolutely. If you give people money out of their super to buy property, they've got more money to spend. What's that going to happen to properties? They're going to go up. If you help people invest and help with their equity to buy in labor, what's going to happen to properties? Going up. Wow. So this is my prediction. And I've been pretty good at this so far regardless of what political party get in, gets in, and whether they do their policies or not, it's going to push property prices up. Yes. So what happens is, before an election, things soften up in the marketplace because people have got uncertainty. And at the moment, property prices in Melbourne and Sydney have dropped. And I've been predicting this anyway. Yes. Right, and that's gonna happen for a little while longer. And property prices, and there's been more listings and less sales, and the market slowed down a little bit. But the fact of it is, once we've got certainty, and whether they put this policy in or not, property prices go up. But if they use these policies, if Labor get in and start helping people with equity, and if Liberal come in and help people take out their super and put it into property, all it's going to do is put more pressure on prices. Now, That's at right. the moment, we've got a crisis, and it's a supply of property crisis. And crisis is the word for it. It's massive. Yes. And we're about to have 200,000 immigrants over the next 12 months come into Australia. Yep. And out of 200,000, every three people need a place to live. Correct. It's going to be challenging. Yep, absolutely. So what are the questions? What's coming in? Oh, sorry, United Australia was the party. Yeah, there you go, United Australia. Sorry about yeah. that, guys. So Clive Palmer's party was United Australia. Also saw that offering 30,000 paid in your mortgage each year. Doesn't matter who we're fans of. Whoever you want to vote for, that's up to you. But guys, I think at the end of the day, you know, I think... What the Liberals did during GF, um, not GFC during um, COVID. COVID was pretty good. Yep. But I'm not a big fan of any political party, to be honest with you, because I don't think any of them are really sharp as they should be, and I wish they were, and I wish they understand, understood economy better, and that'd be amazing. But that's just the way it is. Yep. I really thought Clive, being a very successful businessman, would be much better with his policies. But yes. maybe he doesn't drive the policy, and maybe someone else just thinks of these policies. Right, so he wants to make the first 30,000 pound in your mortgage each year would be a tax deduction. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But that's not going to help the supply problem. That's the challenge. Yeah, that's So right. that's the real big challenge. We've got a, a lot of challenges with supply. We've got too much demand. That's it. So my prediction, and look, there's a lot of people out there saying doom and gloom. You know, a lot of people saying that, you know, property price is going to drop. I can assure you. That. Well, I've had three people speak to me this week just through um, without joining up and getting strategy sessions for memberships. Oh, they've been told that the market's going to crash. Yep. And you know what? I've been hearing that for 30 years. Well, the last 30 years, I've been making lots of money at a property. <laughs> and I'll be here in 30 years' time. Yeah, well, look, the thing A little is bit greyer, <laughs> maybe the same hat. And I'll be saying... Possibly the same I'll hat. I'll be saying... <laughs> Maybe a new hat with the same logo, but what I'll be saying once again probably is price is going to go up. So there you go. Look, so, I, I don't see the market slowing down. I mean, not with all this immigrants and expats and international students and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Coming but the fact of it is, guys, get your numbers right. There are a few disadvantages of buying a house, and we mentioned them all. And the important thing is trying to look at those weaknesses and make it to a, into a strength. 
Yeah. And the fact that if you get your numbers right, you get the strategy right, you use the cash flow calculator, you'll be fine. However, those disadvantages are real. And that list is real. And the fact of it is, if you just go willy-nilly and get FOMO, just jump to the property market thinking you're going to make money, you're sorely mistaken. Yeah. You could lose a lot as well. You know, property investing has become an art and a science. Yeah. And the fact of it is, you really need to get to Reddit. May it slow in some areas? Absolutely. There's yeah. 16,000 markets. Not only slow, it's actually going to go negative. So some properties are going to, there's going to be winners and losers. And the fact of it yeah. is, it's going to go negative. So the other thing I quickly want to touch on before we close tonight. Got a couple of minutes left. Inflation. Let's get into it. Okay. We're in, we're in an inflation to cycle. So you know how I talk to people, I keep a lot of money in my offset account. Well, guess what I'm doing? I'm pulling it out and I'm putting it all in property. You know why? As a hedge against inflation. Because mm. if you've got money under your mattress or you've got money in the bank, inflation's going to eat away your money. Yep. Back um, just before World War II in Germany, right? what happened was they had huge, huge inflation and you had to almost um, buy from the morning till night, it actually, the price of bread would go up and triple or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Now, the one thing that hedges against inflation is hard assets or real property. Yes. And real estate is real property, right? And, you know, you have other things, and people talk about gold and silver and things like that hedge against inflation because they're real. They're hard assets. Hard assets. But the problem is they're not the same because it's like golden egg and not like the goose. And the goose is property where you get a golden egg week after week after week after keeps week. Keeps churning, keep keeps that's churning, what it's all absolutely. About. So guys, that was our session. Thank you so much, Freedom Fighters. Thank you for watching. We're going to be here same bat time, same bat channel next Thursday. Have a great night and I'll see you next Thursday. Cheers, bye-bye. Take care, guys.